At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSEN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Our number two of a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo, Slink, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. Jeff Parlay is here as well, producer number five and eight. Uh, so ended up hitting the uh, Bengals pre flop plus four and a half, Bengals in game plus three and a half. Uh, no missed extra point, minus 330, does cash. By the way, it was Sugar House that, that graded that incorrectly, not uh, points bet. Pardon me, points bet. My apologies. Um, so check on that, those who had Sugar House accounts. And uh, missed on the no touchback. No, you know, I said no, that there would be uh, no touchback on the opening kickoff. And again, one, two yards into the end zone. And Powell was told, he's like, hey, listen, if this goes over your head, don't touch it. And so could have easily been returned, but it wasn't. Can I just lose that one? Can I throw something out on that real quick? Yeah. Because I don't know if you caught this while you were doing the BetCast yesterday. During the Rocks, whatever that the introduction, what was that? We the couldn't figure it out. To the game. I don't know if you noticed this, but there was one camera shot in particular where McPherson was actually able to get his hands on the ball and I don't want to say compress like normal, mm. but mm. it definitely that definitely he had a chance to at least see what he was kicking, which seems to be different than what it normally is there, Gil. So yeah, interesting. I, well, I, I knew as soon, as soon as we, as soon as I found out that McPherson was the one, you know, that the Bengals were going to be kicking off. I was like, Oh no, but that's why you don't bet it at a coin flip. That's why betting it at plus money was the only play. By the way, the Joe Burrow get up before the game. Has he gone a little overboard for you? A little too cocky for your taste, Joe Burrow. Uh, some of the other uh, props, of course, the national anthem, Mickey Guyton soaring over. She went to 150, 151, one minute, 51 seconds by some accounts. Uh, you could tell her last note. At least we could tell with no audio. She was just milking. So uh, the over hits, we, had, uh, we were all over the over there. What we weren't over uh, was the first song at halftime. Uh, I was surmising that it would be California Love. Crack immediately took me off it. He goes, it's not the first song. And so then I figured it would be Lose Yourself by Eminem. It ends up being Snoop and Dre's The Next Episode. Number or the first song played in the uh, set. Next episode followed by California Love. Then 50 Cent with uh, his smash into Club. Then Mary J got two songs, Family Affair and No More Drama, which were two curious choices for Mary J. Blige, by the way. Kendrick Lamar with a couple songs. He was on too long. Then Eminem with Forgot About Dre and Lose Yourself. 
Anderson Pack was on drums for him, and then Snoop and Dre keep your head up, and still Dre closing it out. But uh, the winner for first song, the next episode, did not have that. Jason Weingarten is here, ladies and gentlemen, from under a cloud of smoke in Southern California. I'm not sure if he slept. Jason, how you doing? I'm good. I, I slept for a bit. I'm I'm too old to stay up all night anymore. <laughs> so you, I tried. I you, made it to like one o'clock, one thirty. I was like, all right, let's go home. It's it's did, time. Did you end up at a Rams party at all? Anything? I did. I, I made it to the the Rams after party for a bit. It was uh, it was quite the uh, quite the event. They don't uh, they don't spare any expenses. They treat their uh, their organization. It's a it's a top notch top notch organization. So. Now, know, from top to bottom. Have we ever said on air what your tie-in is to the Rams? Do we want to say on air what your tie-in is to the Rams? Are we allowed to? I mean, it's it's like it's not a secret. Yeah. But no, I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't talk about it very oh, okay. often. Okay. Right. You have a. You have a. He's a hookup with the Rams. Let's just put it that way. Where he gets into Rams party. Who uh, who made a uh, who made a scene of themselves at the party? Are you allowed to share that with us? You know, I'm I'm not I'm not cool enough to know anybody very famous to to point him out. I wish yeah. I could tell you like that I saw. I meant on the Drake Rams or, themselves. Anybody? What? No. I mean, I saw the Rams. Yeah, I saw some of the players. Yeah, I didn't like talk talk to him very much. I did want to I did want to see the punter and ask him if he had practiced a trick play though, but I didn't get a chance. Oh, did you? So what props did you? What of your outlandish props that you have? And I just so outlandish derisively because I just I don't mean it that way. I mean the fact that you took some shots, right? You took some three hundred to ones, two fifty ones. What was the longest thing that you hit yesterday? I think fourteen to one. Any uh, any non quarterback to throw a touchdown pass. Thank you, Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon on the halfback option. Yes. Besides that, um, the the over two and a half people to throw a pass came in. I wish there was an over three and a half people to throw a pass. That would have uh, that would have been a nice little one. Well, did, but in did, general, my uh, my long shots did not do uh, did not do much yesterday. Yeah, we would have had the over three. That's why they're long shots. Yeah, that's why they're long shots. We would have had the over three and a half because Cooper Cup attempted that pass that he sailed over Matthew Stafford's head. You know, the one thing we didn't talk about also with yesterday's game, Jason, I'll just bring it up with you here is, you know, because we went through the last sequence of both the last drives of the game. We talked about how there were no flags, and then all of a sudden there was a flag on that final drive. You know, the fact that that botched extra point really dictated the rest of the game and that it perhaps helped the Rams in some strange way because it kept McVay from being super conservative at the end, which, you know, is his M.O. But one of the things we didn't talk about here, Jeff, and, and I'll bring in Jason as well for this, is the fact that both quarterbacks – Looked to have had horrible leg injuries, and oh, yeah. and somehow both stayed in the game. Like if that was a regular season game, would either of them have stayed in the game? No, well, Joe Burrow was playing with a torn ACL or something. Is that the word? No, I haven't uh, seen. I, it. They haven't said they haven't said torn ACL, but he was playing through something. I mean, he clearly. I, I mentioned it to my dad, who was sitting next to me. I was like, "Look, you can't move anymore." Like the most of the sacks came in the second half when you had no mobility. I mean, his leg would have to be a noodle for something yeah, not to have some, happened. Something was was clearly wrong with him. Stafford, I didn't notice. Uh, what, did, did Stafford get hurt? Jeff's got some. Yeah, so Stafford had a was DJ Reader fell on DJ fell on Reader. his ankle, and yeah. Reader's a, a nice three seventy. So that's uh, <laughs> not what you want falling on his yeah. ankle. Look, Stafford has played through horrible injuries plenty of times in his career. So. I'm not surprised he didn't come out. Burrow, I mean, we saw the scream. I mean, that looked horrible. He's screaming on the ground, right? Like, you know, both of them. Like, And you're just like, there's no way he's coming back in the game. Yep, didn't miss a snap. 
Didn't miss the snap. And then OBJ, of course, with a non-contact injury, he couldn't continue. But that was the other. I mean, that was the other amazing thing about this game because you're like, what are we watching? Like these guys are just because you can't. And it's also not. You know, we also direct. We sometimes joke. We're like, oh, they got a shot of the good stuff on the sidelines. But as Mike Pritchard said on the betcast yesterday, who's played the game, it's like that stuff doesn't kick in that quickly, right? So you you don't get that benefit late in football games. That doesn't work that way. So that was an amazing part of it as well. Uh, the in-game experience was great at SoFi. Jason, would, would you go to amazing. another Super Bowl? Yeah, you know, uh, it, it's it's just such a nice stadium. It it it, it was awesome to be there. The, the game that the Bengals fans showed up. It wasn't. Uh, yeah, what wasn't, was what would you say the percentage breakdown was? Fifty-one percent Bengals, forty-nine Rams. Maybe oh, wow. uh, it was very very Bengal heavy. Surprisingly, interesting. Yeah, that's always that's always fascinating. When I, the only Super Bowl I went to, and by the way, I didn't get to a great place like L.A. I ended up in Minneapolis for Washington's third of three Super Bowl victories, where I vowed afterwards, I'm like, I'm never missing another Skins Super Bowl, never. And I've kept my promise all these years, um, obviously. Uh, but that was that was overrun by Bills fans, right? Like it was like 70% Bills, 30% Washington. And I may be being generous to Washington fans who, by the way, travel well, but the Bills were just, oh my God, they overran that place. So 51-49 in favor of the Bengals. Um, what do you think about Sean McVay and the rumors of him just saying he might hang? Not, he didn't say this, but the, the reports that he might hang it up. Yo, I mean... When you're a football player or any athlete or a coach, you don't often get to decide how it is that your career ends and it doesn't often end on a high note. So having the opportunity to decide your future after winning a championship is always a pretty great spot to be in. And a lot of players and smart coaches recognize that going out as a champion is more important than sticking around and, you know, making 10, $12 million a season for a couple more years and not you know, getting back to that mountaintop. So I think there's a lot of players and, you know, McVeigh who are going to sit down in the next week or two and determine their future and see if playing football and coaching football continues to make sense for them or if they're happy to walk away as a champion and do other things for a bit. You know, if McVeigh wants to go and be a broadcaster for two or three years, there's going to be, you know, teams lined up around the block to hire him when he's ready to come back to coach. Um, Stafford, I think Stafford should seriously considering consider retiring. I mean, he's, he's won a championship. His body is, you know, physically destroyed from football. What else does he have to prove? I'd encourage him to, to retire if, if he was my friend. Um, Aaron Donald, some people, the rumor that Aaron Donald might be considering retirement as well, you know, having exactly, I mean, what does he have left to prove? He's one of the most dominant defensive tackles left in the NFL. He just took over the game and won a championship. And do do you need to come back and keep playing football to prove anything to anybody? You know, so some of these guys have serious decisions to make and it's, it's about more than money for them. So, you know, if anybody decides to retire after winning a championship, I'll never blame them. Which then begs the question, Jason, and this is with all that surrounding the Rams up in the air, free agency is going to happen here in short time, then the draft. Do you even look to make any NFL futures bets before all of that transpires? No. I mean, you, you see a lot of people, uh, you know, the, the Broncos were, were a popular one because they're speculating that Aaron Rodgers is going to gonna, gonna get traded to, uh, to the Broncos. I don't personally buy that at all. 
Uh, I think if he comes back, he comes back with Green Bay and, and loads up for one more more run at this point. But uh, no, I mean I'm I'm on to baseball. I'll, I'll take today off. You know, I'll do a podcast later today because I got a lot to talk about. There but, you go. Wide you know, world of got a garden. day off, about maybe a day and a half off, and by tomorrow I'll be back uh, betting baseball. I already got some some stuff. I'm I'm ready to baseball to get, to ma- get moving on. Major League Baseball or. Dominican baseball. What are we talking? No, about? No, no, major major league. I mean, there's there's a couple futures I'm still interested in, regardless of if we play 162 or 140 or 120 games. I'm still interested in it, and it is it's stuff I will talk about either today or tomorrow on the podcast, explaining what I'm planning on doing, how I'm doing it, etc. But okay. it's baseball season now, so it's time to uh, start betting baseball. Wide world of wine garden. He's not deterred by uh, baseball shenanigans, at least at this point. Uh, tune in wherever podcasts are available. Jason, appreciate it. Get some sleep, man. Thank you. Go Rams. <laughs> it was a great football season. I was happy, happy to be here all the time. Jason Weigar. Well, between Drew and Jason, just a Rams cavalcade. We will talk about Super Bowl futures for Super Bowl 57 next. Numbers game. Visa, the sports betting. Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare Numbers game proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. Don't forget, VEASAN has a great new offer that can only be described as madness. Don't let me catch you describing it otherwise. You get VEASAN all access to everything we do from now through the College Basketball Championship on April 4th for only $29. Sign up now and get our daily best bet emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming College Hoops betting guide, bracket breakdowns, plus full access to VEASAN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. This deal only happens once a year, so don't miss out. Visit VEASAN.com slash madness to sign up today. Gil Alexander, Jeff Barlay here, producer number five and eight. Uh, Jeff, my brain has toggled. I will tell you, it, one week before a Super Bowl is too little time to hype it up. Two weeks is too much. Ten days is probably perfect, but you can't play a Super Bowl on a Wednesday, right? So it doesn't work out. It doesn't work out with calendar. But like two weeks, my brain had already toggled. First of all, I'm betting tennis rampantly, globally, 24-7 anyway. Like seriously, all, all around the clock. But like tennis, uh, my brain is already on tennis and golf. It's already gone to college basketball. So, again, it never stops. In March Madness, the the distance between the Super Bowl and March Madness narrows every year with the Super Bowl drifting every year. And so we'll be in conference tournaments in a matter of a few weeks. 
it's 27 days till Selection Sunday now. By the way, I have a hookup with the uh, West Coast Conference Tournament, so you and me are going to be uh, attending those games. Well, that's good. In all kinds of good seats. That's good. It'll be be us and 9 billion Gonzaga fans. That's exactly right it'll be. We will be rooting for Pepperdine. Just let me just tell you that right off the end. Um, Okay, so first of all, and speaking of that, how much waste management did you did you pick up this weekend? The Phoenix Open. I uh, picked up a little more than I usually do. Granted, uh, first off, the the stadium hole is the greatest spectacle in golf. Period. But the stadium hole followed by the great par four afterwards, right? So Scotty Scheffler wins it in a playoff against Patrick Cantlay, and because it went to a playoff, it sort of bled into the Super Bowl. And so we were sort of watching it on a screen while we were watching the first quarter of the Super Bowl, but. So let me just ask you this, by the way, Brooks Kepka finished a shot back. So did Xander Shoffley. It was just, Thigala was a shot back. Our own Brian Rogers had like a 300 to one on Thigala. It didn't quite get there, but I think, did Wes Reynolds hit on Scheffler? I think he did again. He did. Good for Wes, man. Good day for Wes Reynolds. Had the Rams future and that. Good for him. I had Max Homa. Homa didn't quite get there yesterday. He finished uh, 11 under five back. But uh, my question to you about the waste management open, it is... So next year, the Super Bowl is going to be in Glendale, and it's going to be the same week, obviously, as Waste Management, which is right there. First of all, we should all be down there. That's the first thing. Secondly, do you love that so much that you would want other golf tournaments on tour to encourage a raucous atmosphere, or do you like that it's that tournament alone and makes that tournament special? I I like the second thing. I think that makes it unique. You yeah. have to, in order to make a dent the week of the Super Bowl, you need to have a unique, it, it, a totally unique environment like that. And I think it's perfect. I also think, Gil, that moving forward, and we saw it a few weeks ago, where they m- moved the golf tournament to a Wednesday to Saturday. That was awesome. They should, during the NFL playoffs, 100%. the PGA should move all their events to being Wednesday through Saturday. It just I, I better. Agree. I agree. And that, that scene on Saturday when Sam Ryder had the hole-in-one was just <laughs> phenomenal. It's absolutely phenomenal. We get tweets at beating the book. This is from uh, FG379. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, it was talking about, okay, the uh, no extra points. Was, was an extra point missed? Uh, he said, thanks. I have disputed the settlement. He's talking about over at Sugar House. I've disputed the settlement as they have provided no acceptable explanation why they graded it as a loss and are disregarding the official box score, which had the play in dispute as a failed two-point conversion attempt. It's not a missed extra point. I don't know what else to tell you. It's, it's, you go by the box score. Um, Dr. Bob, I thought Aaron Donald had a case to win MVP. How would you have voted MVP, Jeff? One, two, three. How would you have voted it? Donald won Cup 2. Doesn't matter who 3 was. I guess Stafford would have been 3, but I had no I problem can, with Cup. But yeah. Do, if you had a Donald ticket today and you didn't get home, oh, I would be frustrated. Brutal. I'd be frustrated, too. I would be. But like I said, we, we on on, uh, on primetime, on, on a betcast, me, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin, Mike Pritchard, we all thought it was Stafford. We really did. This is from uh, Chuck underscore L44. Last drive seemed to seal it for Cup. Seemed like the natural choice. Donald was next likely agree there. Uh, this is from Mitch. I won't say the rest of his. He goes, he said it was close, I'm sure, but they don't win the game without Cooper on that fourth quarter drive. They really don't. Again, 84 total yards for the Rams between the Odell Beckham Jr. injury and that final drive, the go-ahead drive, and then 79 yards on that final drive, 46 of which 
uh, Cup was responsible for. But, I mean, he did disappear for that whole game. But do you, can you blame that on Cup? Because now he because he was double teamed the whole time, and then on that last drive, the Bengals kind of let him off, let the Rams off the hook. I thought uh, more tweets at beating the book. Always appreciate these. Uh, Chris Hartman Gill. After Odell went down, I went since the end game, but I took them on the money line instead of the three and a half emoji where he smacks his forehead. Uh, how about the over under at of fifty two and a half at that point as well? Yeah, I saw it as high as fifty three. Kenny G five four two one five three seven nine. Because apparently every number before that was taken on Kenny G. Gil, great job with the Billy Walters segment. Um, thank you. No thanks to me. That was all Brent Musburger, Jimmy Vaccaro, their one-on-one interview with the legend that is Billy Walters. That is available on the website, vcin.com. Around the clock. Check it out exclusively there. Um, I just did a little intros and outros yesterday when we aired it for the first time. Uh, this is from do This is from Forrest Lehman. I thought the spot on the P Ryan run was horrible. Looked like he could have potentially got the first down, but was at least but was at least a half yard closer. And the booth has to initiate that and didn't. Interesting. Did you think that on the P Ryan third down run, right before the final play of the Bengals? I, I didn't think the spot was great. He was clearly short. Yeah, uh, clearly yeah, short. I, they, they probably weren't going to move it. If they would have moved it, they would have moved it. A few inches, and with the Bengal play call, it wouldn't have mattered on fourth down. Greg Lazarowitz sarcastically tweeting me, he goes, You mean after swallowing the whistle the entire game, NFL refs suddenly made several calls in their favor and ignored an obvious Rams false start in the Rams stadium on the NFL signature event? No way! Sincerely, St. Louis. <laughs> nice tweet, Greg. Nice job. Uh, let's see here. Do to do to do web 12 66 analytics is, is, is that what makes a coach go for it on fourth and one scoreless game in the first quarter? Does anybody have the percentage of the other team scoring when you turn it over on the 50? It's not always analytics. Ladies and gentlemen, not always analytics. Chauncey Holt, 13 NFL and three college football playoff games. And last night was the only game where the number mattered. What are we really doing here? Uh, this is from Len glow. Talking about basketball now. Gail, Steve Nash needs to go. He's really bad as a head coach. Just his body language shows he doesn't know how to coach. He may have been a decent player, but as a coach, he is not Lenny. I don't really I can't really argue with that. He does nothing to impress me. Though he does foul up three late, which I like. You wanted to say something, Jeff? No? Johnny Ringo. Snoop not to smoke on stage. Minus 120. Cash it. There you go. Available. Prize that got home. A couple other football notes. We'll get to the Super Bowl futures here after Super Bowl Fifty Seven futures here after the uh, after the break, courtesy of BetMGM, proud sponsors of this program. But a uh, couple other notes yesterday. The, so the Raiders look like they're signing Derek Carr to an extension. That was the word from uh, Ian Rapoport from the Rap Sheet. And then it does appear like the Colts are going to part ways with Carson Wentz which I thought would be very difficult for the Colts given the very close relationship between he and Frank Reich. But the last eight games of the Colts season, Carson Wentz threw a grand total of 10 touchdown passes and only threw for more than 225 yards once. And really, I mean, I hate to say it, was probably the only thing preventing this team from perhaps getting to the Super Bowl, man. Because they were, I mean, Jonathan Taylor in that defense, they were, I mean, they've got, and Darius Leonard might be, I mean, they've got unicorns on both sides of the ball. Just like they have Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald with the Rams, Jonathan Taylor and Darius Leonard are pretty great anchors for the Colts. You surprised by the fact that they're willing to get rid of Wentz that quickly? From a football sense, absolutely not. Me neither. Uh, from the, 
watching hard knocks and knowing how close they are. They love each other. Perspective, yeah, it's a little surprising. But, look, Carson Wentz was, for the most part this year, mediocre to bad most of the entire season. So You're being kind. No, I look, it's the day after the Super Bowl. i got to be a little bit nice. But, look, the, the the biggest quarterback thing, though, potentially, is that Arizona and Kyler Murray's relationship seems beyond fractured at wow. this point. That that got out of hand, didn't it, quick? So people saying that he is immature and he's a finger pointer. And Kyler Murray, he he did the old scrub his team from social media thing. Is that what you kids do with the social? You're like, hey, let me scrub you guys from my social. That'll teach them. Oh, the thin skin nature. Sound like I'm 100,000 years old. But so that's huge, right? And so let's keep all that in mind before we look at the uh, Super Bowl futures here. Would you make any bet before free agency and the draft and all of this stuff shakes out? No, you have to wait till free agency. You do. You have to, right? You have to wait till free agency. And and look, there's going to be one team that's way down the board that maybe not in the Super Bowl like the Bengals. But someone that's going to at least win a playoff game way down the board. Next uh, I also want to get into this notion of everybody, you know, here we are the day after the Super Bowl, prisoner of the moment. Everybody thinks, oh, the Bengals will be back a lot of times. Yeah, I'm not so sure. We'll talk about that next. Numbers Game, VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Don't forget, and I really mean don't forget, this is a unicorn of an interview. Brent Musburger, one-on-one exclusively with Billy Walters. The full interview on our website at vcin.com. Uh, Roxy Roxborough with the money quote on primetime action reacting to uh, this interview and really describing his experience with Billy Walters over the years by saying, is he the greatest handicapper who's ever lived? Maybe. Is he the greatest sports better who's ever lived? Unquestionably. That is the money quote. Brent Musburger, one-on-one with Billy Walters. Full interview only on vcin.com. Check it out there. Skill Alexander, Jeff Parlay is here. First of all, Jeff, I never had a chance to ask you. Do you agree with the with my two premises? premises? One, that, just two macro things. One, that the Rams win this game in spite of Sean McVay. That's A. Yes, 100%. No. Completely. One, yeah. I, my, I was talking with my dad about this after the game. There has never been a run in the postseason where a head coach, legitimately the Rams run here, after the first half in Tampa where they, it was perfect in that first half in Tampa, they blew a 24-point lead. McVay called it. Everyone killed Brandon Staley for that timeout at the end of the Raider game. The timeout McVay took against Tampa was – 100 times Horrible. worse. Horrible. 100 times worse. Neglects all of his timeouts. He was, was out of timeouts with 10 minutes to go in the NFC title game. Ugh. And then until the final drive was a disaster yesterday. And yet he's the youngest and, Super Bowl winning head coach at the age of 36, which is probably a record that's going to last forever. Because that's pretty darn young. Could be pretty hard for anyone yeah. to, to break that. 36 and may, who knows, may retire for a few years. Why not? Go into the booth. Wants to have some life balance with the family. Sure, why not? Could coach if he wants to again. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see with that. And then the other one is this thing again. I used to, you know, Philadelphia Eagles fans get after me because I always say when they won the Super Bowl, what's my line? I would say, and the Philadelphia Eagles won the Super Bowl with replay rules from the future, right? Well, this is not quite the same thing, but the but but this game was just officiated in a way that the entire regular season wasn't, right? So it like 
for the fan, there, there was a little part of me watching this game yesterday. And by the way, it wasn't a masterpiece. We can agree on that, right? That that game was not a masterpiece yesterday. There was part of me where my mind drifted to being like, well, why do we have to endure a regular season? I mean, remember the Raiders-Cowboys Thanksgiving Day game, just to use an exaggerated example? Were there 28 flags in that game? 28! I mean, you could call that every game, I think, if you wanted to, right? If you were just so inclined. But this was great. Just very few flags. And yes, by the way, the Bengals and the Rams were among the least penalized teams in the NFL this year. So there is some basis to it. But, I mean, that that occurred to me yesterday where I'm just like, oh, I wish more games were like this. Well, you know what? You noticed it as the postseason went along. Yeah, the postseason it, was pretty flag-free. It, well, with the exception the of the wild card game. weekend was a disaster. Well, is, so there was the only one game, right? Because the Raiders-Bengals game was bad because the officiating was clunky, not because there was a lot of flags. Right, right. But, yeah. but really starting with the Kansas City-Buffalo game, yeah, where John Hussey and his crew got out of the way. Love completely. it. Completely. Got out of the way. It was perfect. And then the, the championship games, I thought Bill Vinovich and crew did great in KC. Jeffers and company did as well as Carl Jeffers can do in the Ram game. And then, <laughs> yeah. look, I, look yeah. I, the, the Higgins thing, the Higgins thing, that was a missed call. Obviously, yes. they, they missed that. Yep. The hold at the end was not a hold. But other than those two calls, which, yeah. let's face it, the two of those calls ended up washing each other out. Did it feel make-up-y to you? I, you know what? I think they just I, – I think they they saw the hands go on cup where he didn't hold. You could have technically called a legal contact, I mean, but you don't see that called much anymore. Just think about the thin margin between victory and defeat. Because, right, if they, they, that doesn't get called, it's fourth and goal from the eight. The Rams could very well lose. We don't know. They still had their timeouts, They, they right? could have also hit Cooper Cup yeah. for a touchdown on fourth and goal at the eight. Well, I mean, there's so many of them, right? Right, And there's, you know, if the Bengals get the yard on second and one or third and one or fourth and one, that goes to maybe overtime at the very least. Maybe the Bengals, I mean, it's just the thin margin. Um just thought it was interesting. Kevin Brown on Twitter. Question, how did Vegas books do uh, over uh, all over the Super Bowl? Uh, trying to settle an argument, I think books are happy. Oh, Kevin, they're very happy. Books, consensus. I was, did, is Circa might not have won, but everybody else won from what I hear. Chrissy Andrews here at the South Point called it perfection, this Super Bowl. Well, it was. How it landed for them. It was yeah. a favorite that won, but didn't but cover. didn't cover. And the game went under. So, Kevin, you win all your bets with all your friends. Yes, Looks did fabulously. NFL handicapper. He says the Pirine spot should be talked about more. Quarterback sneak, if the spot is right. Well, uh, NFL handicapper, you would think, but that's the assumption of uh, rational coaching. How many times have we seen, oh, just sneak the ball, and then the, they don't end up sneaking. And also with the way that the Bengals' interior line was getting destroyed by the end of that, who knows if Burrow and also Burrow's injury, Burrow's injury, Mm -hmm. the biggest thing of all that. That's that's again, that's the part that is going to get washed away in history from the Super Bowl. Both of those quarterbacks, like how are they still in the game? It's incredible. Um, Let's look at Super Bowl futures for next year. We talked about Kyler Murray nuttiness in Arizona now. Carson Wentz looks to be out for the Colts. Derek Carr is getting extension with the Raiders. We still haven't had free agency. We still haven't had the draft. Obviously, the Rams, I don't know. Is McVay not going to be the coach? Would that move the needle for you? If Aaron Donald retires, it means everything. Maybe that's going to happen. Maybe it doesn't. Who knows? There's so much that we don't know about any of these teams. But, Jeff, as we look at it right now, this is courtesy of BetMGM. Still fun to look at. The Bills and the Chiefs are the short shots at plus 750. That's already noteworthy, right? 
the notion that the shortest shot is very close to being double digits. Like, usually there's a team or two that are, you know, like the Chiefs, right? The Chiefs, who are at plus 750, they were much shorter than this in previous years. So the Bills and the Chiefs, who played that epic, classic division round game, they end up both at plus 750. And then it's double digits, including the Super Bowl champion, now the defending Super Bowl champion, L.A. Rams, at 11-1. to The Bengals, defending AFC champions, 12-1, to to along with the Cowboys. Oh, the public loves the Cowboys. 12-1 to for the Cowboys. How about the Broncos at 16 to 1? What are we doing? Packers at 16 to 1 because I guess Aaron Rodgers is still there and the Packers are saying publicly they'll do anything to keep him. Well, of course you are. What's your gut tell you about Aaron Rodgers that he stays or goes? I have no idea. I have no idea. No either. clue. No clue either. Niners are 16 to 1. Are they really moving on from Jimmy G and going with Trey Lance? They really going to do that? Maybe. Cardinals 20 to 1. We just talked about Kyler Murray being on the outs. Then Ravens 20 to 1 with Lamar Jackson uh, assuming he'll have a full season next year. Obviously, injury riddled this past year. The Patriots, Bill Belichick, Mac Jones, and the Titans, who were the number one seed in the AFC, both at 22 to 1. Then the Colts, as we talked about, who I guess will have to sign a quarterback in free agency, one would think, at 25 to 1. Chargers with Justin Herbert, 25 to 1. Bucks without Tom Brady at 25 to 1. How are they that short? And then the Brownies in what could be Baker Mayfield's last go-round with the Browns at 30-1. to Anything at all. And this is, again, this is the ridiculously way too soon before the draft, before free agency thoughts on this, Jeff. You're thinking about one team, aren't you? No, I look, it's very difficult without seeing it. We flipped it over to the longer shots as well. Uh, there on your screen. Uh, there you go. Your commander's on the board. It's still, still odd to see that, Gil. Doesn't their logo look like one of those things that, like, a... Uh... A restaurant serves tacos in. <laughs> I, I haven't it's thought awful. about it that way. Uh, I will say this. Uh, if we go back to the, the original page, I just wanted to show that for folks at home for seeing what uh, what other teams are. There are so many questions to be answered because if Green Bay gets Aaron Rodgers back, the Packers are the obvious bet. Because the At that number, at for that sure. Number, they're the obvious bet if Rodgers sure. is back. Because... Obviously, you'd have to be quick on that because that would be Rodgers comes back. That number dips probably to 10 to 1 or 11 to 1 equal with the Rams if Rodgers comes back. But other than that, it is really difficult because the AFC is there are so many good quarterbacks in the AFC. Well, we'll get into that, which we'll get into in the next segment. Like, Where are the Steelers on this board? They because were 40. 40 which, to by one. the okay. way, I will tell you, Gil, yeah. don't bet. We love BetMGM, obviously, the sponsor of our show. There are significantly better numbers than 40 to 1 out there on Pittsburgh. I'll always shop around with all of these. You're going to see some better numbers at different books that are have worse numbers than, you know, than the book that another team had a better number on, if that makes any sense. Basically, shop, shop around for all of these. But, um, you know, the Steelers are interesting, right, because they're no more Big Ben, but the defense has a lot of great players, and... There's Deshaun Watson looming on the horizon out there somewhere. I guess we should assume, again, bad with that word, that he'll play somewhere next year. Maybe, I guess. And there are teams, I mean, I guess the question is, is there a team where he could end up which would immediately trigger a Super Bowl bet for you? For a conference bet. Like, if he ended up in Pittsburgh, would you immediately bet the Steelers to that number? Yeah, I I would. The one that comes out, though, on the NFC side, the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, of course, you'd have to beat the books to the punch on that, right? Obviously, 
once that news is out, that number will be adjusted. But that, I mean, there's so much of that. If Aaron Rodgers decides to leave, you'd have to get ahead of that. But that's what's going to make this offseason fabulous. And that's even before, you know, the draft and that kind of thing. We'll come back. This notion of, oh, look, Bengals fans, don't worry. I know you lost the Super Bowl, but you'll be back. Mm, let's talk about that. Coming back on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. BetMGM welcomes you with a special offer on the NBA. Simply place a $10 Moneyline wager on any game. If either team hits a three-pointer, you'll win $200 in free bets. Just use bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet. Plus, you'll earn BetMGM rewards points that can be redeemed for online bonuses or converted into comps at over 20 MGM resorts nationwide. BetMGM, proud to be an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets if three-pointers made in the game you wager on. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Skill Alexander, Jeff Parlay here as well. Um, Tim Fraley responding to our last uh, our last segment on Twitter. He said the Colts for sure he would bet on if Watson went there. Oh, my goodness. I would, too. Are you kidding me? There's... A negative chance that they would trade him within the division. That is correct. That will not happen. One would assume. Um, but that is uh, that would be an awesome uh, pairing for sure. Um, so, again, for those who, because uh, on the Megapod, we talked about the uh, first song uh, during halftime. We got that wrong. We thought, lose yourself. It ends up it ends up being, um, I always forget the uh, the name. It ends up being the uh, the Dre Jam May I say jam? Snoop and Dre, the next episode ends up being the number one song. Uh, my whole thing is, because did you think the halftime show was great? Where did you rank the halftime show among all Super Bowl halftime shows? I thought it was the best one since Prince, personally. Best since Prince? Wow. Yeah. Uh, Prince is still the gold standard for me. Playing his guitar in the rain. He is so good. Singing Purple Rain in the rain. Having no, no instinct at all to leave the stage with all the, uh, the possibilities of electrocution. He's like, I'm playing. I'm playing. I believe is how he said it. Um, 
I will say this. I just, just generally speaking, I don't say this very often. I just have an issue with like, I'm a, I am a colossal sports fan, right? I am a colossal sports fan and sports better. And then on the other hand, I'm a big music fan. I do not need big halftime shows to hype me up for the sport of football. Just like if I'm at a concert, if I'm at a Bruno Mars concert, Jeff, I don't need to watch Boomer Esiason breaking down film in the middle of it. I just don't understand like why people get into that. It would kind be an of amazing thing. event to, to sell there, Gil. Could you imagine if Bruno was like, just a little break right now, y'all? It's Boomer with the X's and O's. Just, I just don't understand that. Like, why, why do we feel the need to get hyped up like that by a show? Anyway, uh, we got to watch it uh, during the middle of the BetCast because we threw it over to Stormy in the middle. Um, but I thought Eminem should have gotten more juice for sure in that. All right, so here is here's the deal with everybody saying. Now, you said you've heard this, and this is all anecdotal. So the Bengals lose the Super Bowl by three points. Again, congratulations to the Rams and the Rams money line backers. Who and, and the Rams, good for them, going all in and winning it. How many times have we seen teams go all in in sports and they don't end up winning it, right? But the Rams got it done because those guys still kept their eyes on the prize the whole time, man. They, the, the Eagles didn't get in the way. The Rams got it done. Good for them. So they deserve a lot of applause for that. And that's why, by the way, you got to applaud the Sixers for going after James Harden, whatever they gave up for him. Same sort of concept. You can't waste the Joel Embiid year. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, but good for them for going for it. But then there's the Bengals who lose. And it's Joe Burrow's second season, obviously his first season marred by a horrible injury. Let's hope that what happened to him yesterday does not result in a horrible injury. And so a lot of people, all I've heard is, well, don't worry, they'll be back. They're going to be back multiple times. Jeff, you said you've heard equal on both sides? Yeah, I've heard a little bit more than I would have expected on the other side of that as well. Well, I just, for all the people who think it's just a done deal that the Bengals are going to come back, again, let's just go through the AFC quarterbacks, right? Patrick Mahomes, he's still the Chiefs quarterback, right? I'm a check, yeah. Josh Allen's in Buffalo. Justin Herbert's in Los Angeles. Lamar Jackson's in Baltimore. And that's, that's not even mentioning the Titans who were the number one seed this past year. It's not even mentioning, is Aaron Rodgers coming over to an AFC team? We're not talking about the Patriots with Bill Belichick and Mac Jones. And then there's another tier of quarterbacks, right? Two is in Miami, Derek Carr is in the Raiders. Like, these aren't dregs teams and quarterbacks either in the AFC. The AFC is so top-heavy that the notion that the Bengals are going to Get back to the Super Bowl, and like people are like, ah, fait accompli. I don't know if they're talking French, but you know what I mean. Like it's a done deal that, that it's going to happen. I'm thinking to myself, they're a like if you told me Joe, Bur- like how many more Super Bowls will Joe Burrow get back to? If I set it at two and a half, what would you go over or under? What including yesterday? No, not including yesterday. Not including two and yesterday? a half more Super Bowls I'd that probably, he would get to. Forget about winning. I'd probably go under. I'd I would go, go to, under two. Three would be the number. But look, here's the other thing. You didn't even mention like you had the number one and number two overall picks in the 2021 draft are both in the AFC as well, quarterbacking wise. So what happens if Trevor Lawrence takes the leap? What happens if Zach Wilson is good? The amount of good quarterbacks in that conference are just so good. Man, that was a Jets fan talking. No, there. I look, yeah. I got to convince myself <laughs> of something, don't I? Wow, but, but uh, that but, was but, interesting. But, yeah. but but look, I'm just saying, yeah. like, there are so many good quarterbacks, as we've said. Yeah, it's that ridiculous. It just maybe, and also too, Gil, the Bengals took advantage this year in the AFC North of 
the Steelers having horrible quarterback play with Roethlisberger. They took advantage of the Ravens blowing it at the end of the season, losing their last six. A big part of that was that they were so battered that they Mm -hmm. didn't have a lot of talent left. But Lamar Jackson healthy, an MVP two years ago. Like, it's not even a guarantee that they come out of the division next year. That's a great point. And then I would go even to the postseason. Think about how the Bengals got here, right? There was the whistle before the touchdown against the Raiders. There was the, remember the Titans game. Remember the Titans. Remember the Titans game where Zach Taylor is frantically calling for a timeout before the Tannehill pick. That ended up being the uh, the deciding play of that game. The refs don't notice it. Uh, they just had this unbelievable string of good fortune, too, right, in the postseason as well, where, listen, things have to go your way. I, I still contend that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the Super Bowl last year. Why am I, why am I emphasizing the wrong syllables, by the way? What, that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the Super Bowl last year by this unbelievable royal flush of good luck, too, right? The Jared Cook fumble from the Saints which we still shake our heads about. How about the Jedi mind trick on Matt LaFleur and the Packers in that game in the playoffs? So you have to, in this day and age, this is not the 80s, right, where the Niners dominate or the Washington football team dominates or the Giants dominate or the Cowboys in the 90s. This ain't that league anymore. This is a league where Pete Rozelle's dream of parody is in full bore. And in the AFC, it is a cluster of teams. So the notion that the Bengals will get back to the, oh, they'll be back. Joe Burrow will be back. Really? You think that's like a done deal? Now, Joe Burrow's phenomenal, right? I, you know, we all love him. We all think he's great. But I would say it's li- it's less likely for him to get back than it was for Dan Marino to get back with the Miami Dolphins, who also got to the Super Bowl in his second year. And we, those of us who were still, you know, who were around back then, were like, oh, he'll get back multiple times. Never got back. It's way harder for Burrow to get back to me now. You're, you're shaking your head. No, I, look, yeah. again, it's just a matter of what you think of, of these teams moving forward. And again, like. By the way, we, Burrow we, gets back to four or five Super Bowls. Get <laughs> this tape because would that surprise you? Also, it wouldn't surprise no, it me wouldn't, either. Look, it yeah. wouldn't stun me either. Yeah. Look, the it kind of would is, surprise me actually. The, yes. The other thing is too. The, just look at the Chiefs. They've hosted the AFC title game four straight years. Yeah. They only made it fifty percent of the time. Gotten twice. One, one once. once. So fifty percent of fifty percent on both Correct. for Kansas City. Yes. So it just shows how hard it is. And again. All of this is just going to prove as we go through history here just how big of a historic anomaly what New England did for all those years, winning all those Super Bowls, getting to the AFC Championship game basically every year for 20 years. It just what what Belichick and Brady did in New England is going to be unparalleled through the history of the league. Yeah. And the fact that he got to, I mean, 17 divisional round games in his career, two with the Bucks, 15 with the Patriots. And I would argue, and this is probably the appropriate way for me to go on vacation, but I would argue that what Joe Jackson Gibbs and Washington did with three different quarterbacks winning three Super Bowls might be the greatest achievement of all time, right? Because that's and that's even more unbelievable that you didn't have the parts in place and still managed to win three over the course of, of a decade. So, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's like, whew, I don't think it's a done deal at all for the Bengals to get back but let's just go back to that draft prop we were talking about once we get to draft props, and the draft is right here in Vegas. Cannot wait. 
But the Bengals, assuming they don't go crazy in free agency and pick up three offensive linemen, the Bengals to draft an offensive lineman first? My goodness. Imagine if they have an offensive line. Whew. Listen, not saying they won't be a contender. I'm just saying a lot still has to fall your way to get to the Super Bowl. Hope you won all your bets. Hope you won a majority of your bets. Hope you made money. Oh, by the way, tennis picks for the next two days. Ostapenko on the women's side, Jack Sock on the men's side. Those are both tomorrow. Ostapenko and Sock. Have a good week. Jeff's in this chair tomorrow from VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.